the Little Detours Shortcuts with Regina Brent, where in 10 minutes or so, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. One word. That's all it takes to change your life. Just one word. But which word? Instead of making resolutions for the new year, I choose one word for my entire year and make that one word my compass, my north star, my X on the target of life. Then I became friends with Debbie Schoonover, who is a master at choosing the right word. Officially, Debbie is Chief Operating Officer at Davis, Graham, and Stubbs in Denver. She oversees human resources, IT, finance, professional development, and business development functions. Before that, she was Director of Leadership Cleveland, where she set the strategic direction of the program and designed and implemented its curriculum. As a lawyer, Debbie's used to using a lot of big words, but every December, she chooses just one word, the right one, to carry her through the new year. Debbie, thanks for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Regina. So when did you start your practice of choosing one word? How did that come about? It came about when I started writing after my husband passed away. And I also chose that particular time to move far away from friends and family. But we came together every holiday season for a weekend. And I had an opportunity to share my thoughts with 25 or 30 of my closest friends and family. And I was trying to bundle everything together and share with them how I felt about them. And the word of the year came from that. And I stole it from my sister, who had been doing this for many years. And do you remember what that first one was, the first word you chose? I don't remember what the first one was. I'd have to go back and look. I remember where I, what my sister's word was that made me think about it. And her word was bask. Ooh, Just take time to bask in the moment in the environment to enjoy each piece of your life. And that's what made me start my word of the year. I love it. It's such a rare word to choose. My sister, Joan, one year chose the word savor. And it reminds me of that same thing to really bask in in life and savor the moments. How do you go about choosing your word? Do you just like brainstorm a lot of words and then throw a dart at the wall? Or how do you come about the one word? I collect words over the year. I have a file, a real physical file. And if I read something or I hear something, I might just jot down a note or I might cut something out of a newspaper or a picture of something that brought some sort of of meaning to me at the time. And I collect them over the year. And then I read them out in September and kind of throw some out. And I realize that something has connected with me over that year and I kind of finalize it in October usually and start writing because I write an essay about it which is my way of communicating with my friends and family and kind of holding me honest on this to put some meaning around it for the upcoming year. You have a holiday party every year and I'm honored to be at one of your guests and you choose your word and it's really the the highlight of the evening. You know, we have singing and food and all that. And then you choose your word and you read your essay and you really share what it is. And it's your gift to us too. I, I feel like that you're giving us that word also. I found over the years that my friends and family enjoy hearing from me because I have been absent. I just haven't been around as much. 
And it's a little for me also, I have a, an ulterior motive recently, is I'm not a general person. I'm actually not particularly gregarious in terms of, or, or even particularly eloquent most of the times. I don't share my thoughts with my friends and family. And this is a bit of a legacy for me. I now have these written essays that I have for each year. And I've tried to direct them a little bit in the last three or four years to my granddaughters. And I often mention them in the essay when I'm telling the story. And I feel like I have a collection of, of essays that will be something that could be shared with my granddaughters as they are older and could say, this is what my grandmother was like. This is what was important to her. This is what motivated her. This is what made her stop and think and made her go forward every day. That's really beautiful. I hadn't thought of them as kind of your legacy too and your gift, not just to friends like me in your life, but to your grandchildren to really understand who you are. And my goodness, what mattered to have 365 days to really focus on that one word. It has to be a really good word. It has to be a really good word. <laughs> so I love in the, the one of my favorite books is The Book Thief. And the opening words are, words are life. And I've never forgotten that as a writer, words are life. But to have that one word be kind of the summation of your life, that's pretty powerful. It is. And I find that once I've chosen a word, I see it. It's all over. And I may, might not have been looking for it, but once I choose it, I see it around me. And I'm reminded in the world of what my word is and how, whether I know people or not, it's motivating somebody else. My word, am I allowed to tell you? My word for the year it was hope, which yes. seemed to be a perfectly acceptable word for this year where we've, we've had, where everyone has had trials in 2020 and now we're looking, we're so looking forward to 2021 and vaccine and health and economy getting better for us, for our friends, for the world. And of course you see the word hope everywhere, but just yesterday, as I was thinking about this, I opened up the um, Mackenzie Scott's blog where she talked about the four plus billion dollars she just gave away in the last couple of months. And her word taken from Emily Dickinson was hope. I just start seeing it every place. And it's just a little, little piece that follows me through the year. And I love that you write your essay, you read it, and then you give it to us kind of as a gift, or if we can pick a different word, but hope. I mean, wow, what a year, 2020, the pandemic, the wildfires, the political unrest. I mean, it's really that beacon. I, I think I picture like the lighthouse at the ocean with the light coming out. That's what hope is. It says here, you're safe here, come this way. Do you ever toss out a word like and think, oh, I shouldn't have picked it. Like, do you wish you could have changed it at all? Do you, ever, do you have any regrets? <laughs> No regrets, absolutely no regrets. But I also have half-written essays, as I did this year. I had a half-written essay that I started in October about traditions, because so many of our traditions got thrown away this year because we could, we just couldn't be together. So I started on traditions and how they evolve and how we change them to hopefully improve them to fit our lives. And I got a couple of really good paragraphs, but as I said, to my friends, it just didn't seem inspiring enough. We needed something much more evocative this year. So 
I changed it halfway through. <laughs> I'll use tradition next year, maybe. Yeah, you can do it another year. So some of the other words you've chosen. I remember one year you did dance. And I remember thinking, dance? I did. I don't know how to dance. And I got to tell you, I've been putting on my queen, don't stop me now in the mornings and dancing in the kitchen to like one song, just one song. And it really like jumpstarts the joy factor inside of you. I wasn't a dancer either. And I don't know why I chose that word, but some, so I read something or saw something and it just inspired me at the moment. And I created an essay around it. That was back in the early days when John had just passed away and I had dragged him to dance classes a couple of times <laughs> and he was not a dancer and my kids don't like to dance, but I'd sent them to dance in school. There were some memories involved in it, but also a let go, do something that it's not in your wheelhouse. <laughs> and I got a lot of people from my corn group say, I've used this word to inspire me through the year and have danced in odd places in front of audiences I never expected to. And it was a little bit just playful, but it was a fun word that year. Another word you chose was learn. And I remember when you delivered to us at your party, I thought, learn. There was such a curiosity about it, like, wow, what do I want to learn? I felt like it was an invitation. I hope it was an invitation. It was certainly an invitation for me. I was, it was a little bit more of a New Year's resolution kind of word where I needed to shake up what I was doing and to motivate myself a little bit. I'm just going to learn. And it didn't have to be something massive. It could be something small. That year, I took piano lessons again for the first time in 40 years, 50 years. And I pulled out my French books and my French apps and spent some time with my French. And it was just a little bit of a nudge to get me thinking about improving myself. I like that. Well, one year, I chose the word surrender. And it was a good word, but it also kind of like, I felt like life was rubbing my face in it a little bit like, all right, Regina, are you going to surrender or not? It's like, it does challenge you, the word. It isn't just comforting and fu- warm and fuzzy. It really challenges you to live that in, in a deeper way. Did you, do you find that happening for you with your words? I often choose words that are action-oriented. The tradition is not an action-oriented. I'm not sure hope is action-oriented, but I do to the dance um, or learn. I try to choose those, and, and I think it's just because of, of a, a place I am in my life that that's the word I need, and sometimes people get something from it that they can put into their lives as well. And I got to confess, one year, I was having a real hard time taking good care of me, so the word I chose for the year, and I didn't tell anybody, was my first name, Regina, and it, I would just keep pausing through the day and say, Regina take care of yourself. Cause I used to like bump into things and just keep moving. You know, where if it, if it was my grandchild, I'd stop and put ice on the injury, but not me. And I really spent that year just taking better care of me. And I think I was nicer to others because I wasn't at, expecting them to take good care of me. So sometimes the word can really shift things in your life for good, you know, like forever and change you. I hope so. I, I hope that all of us take a moment to, think inwardly about what we can do for ourselves or for others. And if one little word will help you remind you to do that. One year, my word was, was kindness. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you can be kind to anyone. 
But I think those moments of kindness so impact us and they so impact others. And it was just a challenge to myself to start the day, end the day, go through the day with that word. And one word is easy. Beginning of the year with lose 20 pounds seems just, it, it, it's not going to get me anywhere. But kindness is something I can do in this minute. I can pick up the phone and call somebody. I can pay for somebody's coffee at Starbucks. I can hold the door open. It's so easy and just it, 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 it sort of permeates after a while because it's just that one word. I can do that. You're right. It makes it doable. You know, I think sometimes we are so intimidated by a new year and we make it this boot camp of changing our life. We're going to quit drinking, quit smoking, lose weight, exercise, start yoga, you know, and it's like a pile on uh, on ourselves. And I love that one word. It's so it's such more gentle approach and more realistic. And also, even if you lost 20 pounds, you're going to feel better. But if you're a kinder person, like everyone around you gets to feel better. I am hopeful that hope is that word for people this year, because it's really easy for us to look at the world around us and pick out the negative. And I think we've all been in conversations with people, be friends, family members that you enjoy spending time with, but if they are always criticizing or always looking at the negative or complaining or it feels burdensome to me where two people can look at the same situation and say, I hope it's this way. I hope in the future it will be better. And your whole perspective changes. Well, I love the word you chose, hope. And a friend of mine uses it as an acronym Hope, um, hold on, pain ends for those who had great losses in this past year. We lost my nephew and I lost a dear cousin. And, and sometimes you just need to like, hold on, like it, it's going to get better. Or maybe it is better than we realize it really is. And, and we'll see that in time. So Debbie, I want to thank you for sharing with us. I'm excited to walk into a new year with a new word. And every week I, in my newsletter, I send out a word of the week. So if people want to sign up for that, that's at reginabrett.com. But I love that idea to have that one word. And sometimes I like to mix it up. So I kind of like a word of the week because then I get to change it on Sunday. <laughs> I can't, that's too much pressure for me. I can't write an essay every week. <laughs> uh, you go, you go in deep. I kind of like going in and out of the shallow end, but either way, that idea of one word is pretty magical. So Debbie, thank you for joining us. And I want to thank all of you for listening to Little Detours, Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear longer interviews. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. You can also listen to it from my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're at Apple or wherever you listen, please give me a rating or a review so I can reach more people. And head to my website for more inspiration. And I just want to thank you for listening. Now go out there and spread some hope. Mm-hmm.